Hello, this is Mary Lee, and you're listening to On the Wings of Love, a Bachelor podcast, a Bachelor fanatic's review and analysis of all your favorite Bachelor contestants. So Peter's finale was like four hours of jam-packed television that we had so many thoughts on. Um, it really felt like the entire season was in like the last two nights. So uh, this is quite a long episode. So we've broken it up into two. Um, stay with us. The first part it will release on Thursday and the second part will release on Friday. Um, but uh, yeah, stay tuned. We're just breaking this up to be easier to listen to. Um, and uh, But you'll get all our thoughts on the finale, um, updates, and kind of um, comparisons to past seasons, past Bachelors, um, and then we really deep dive on Barb and Madison, Hannah, Ann, and Claire as our next Bachelorette. So anyway, we we honestly covered so much material. It's going to be two episodes, but it's great. And now we're done with Peter. So anyway, stay tuned and... Uh, I'll see you guys next week after these two episodes, and we'll talk all about Claire's men. Ever feel like you have nothing to wear? Like every day you look in your closet and all your clothes look boring and not interesting, and you just want something different to wear, right? Well, that's where Rent the Runway comes in. I have been using Rent the Runway since 2017 and actually well before then, Um, but they have this awesome program called Rent the Runway Unlimited, which means that all the time you have a rotating wardrobe in your closet. So here's how it works. Rent the Runway will ship to you via UPS four items, and at any given time you have you know, as many items of those four items, you wear those four items and then you return them. And immediately you pick out four new items. So at all times you have four new pieces to your wardrobe. Rent the Runway has everything from designer handbags and jewelry uh, to the most beautiful coats and sweaters. And of course, what they're originally known for is their gowns. So if you have an upcoming event, or if honestly, you just want to wear something awesome to work every single day, use Rent the Runway Unlimited and use my code for, get this, $100 off your 30-day trial. That's $100. So that's normally Rent the Runway is $150 a month. Now it would be $50 for your first month. Use my code, and this is the long one, R-T-R-F-A-M. 525A87. I'll say that again. For $100 off your first month, it's RTRFAM525A87. All right, get to it. You will thank me later. Oh my gosh. Well, viewers, um, Welcome back to the On the Wings of Love podcast. I'm going to be chatting with Chelsea today. Um, oh my God, Chelsea, we haven't talked in like two days. Yeah. And those were like two powerful days of Bachelor World. Oh my God. Are you shocked? Are you like not shocked? How do you feel about this finale? 
it was just I I think about all of the clips that they've been teasing and it's hilarious because like there were so many other scenes like throw I feel like both of these episodes had like a hundred scenes each like there were like, oh a billion th- I mean I I just every ep and every scene it's like it took a different turn so it was not even like a roller coaster yes. it was like a I don't know like a corn maze of like oh you're going this way nope turn around that's a dead end uh it almost made me feel like I was watching like you know those like three hour long like history films like history war films yes when they're so long and you're like okay I got the romance and then I got the war and then I got like the extended war and then I got I don't know the friendship story and you're like oh my god this is going in so many like directions I'm so confused that's how these two nights felt like there was so much material definitely it was it was a lot and every time I saw Barb in like a yellow shirt I was like this is the scene this is the one where she cries about somebody bringing them home and then it didn't happen and I was like okay and then you wait for the next scene where she's wearing the shirt and then after it happened it even took like five other turns after that it was crazy oh totally totally that um, okay, so if you're listening, okay, we're totally going to recap the last two nights, so don't worry. Uh, but first, uh, I just think it's fun to be like, okay, I was right. I wasn't right about our predictions, so we're yeah. just going to share our predictions. So I just want to say this. I, I totally was right about Barb saying bring her home, and it was about Hannah Ann. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're right. Sorry. I I think it's hilarious. Um, my friends were like, kind of pissed that I was right about this <laughs> they were like what you were at I was like guys this is like okay does anyone if anyone's listening and likes college ball you do like a bracket for March Madness which by the way just started yesterday and I feel like lately I've been like watching this show and the way the producers clip together scenes as if it's like March Madness like okay which team is going down who's going to be the underdog the Cinderella team who's going to be this so, like, yeah, that's how I approached this season. So, that being said, my predictions were that Barb was talking about Hannah Ann saying bring her home. Just because you all thought it was Madison and I was like, there's no way this is all Madison. Like, there's no way. Like, producers are smarter than you. Yeah. So, you you being the general public. And then I will say I was right and wrong about the verdict. So, mm-hmm. I had the prediction. If you go back and listen to our episode eight called um, Hometown's Rumors and Scandalous Predictions. Chelsea and I both in detail discussed our predictions and I thought it was going to be either um, Victoria F or Hannah Ann in the end. Like I thought there would be some crazy twist. Victoria would come back, try to win his heart, or he would just be like, Hannah Ann, it was you from all along. And like Hannah Ann would be like the under, like kind of like the dark horse Mm -hmm. because she didn't get a first date until episode six, Mm -hmm. which is really late. Although that being said, it's happened before Mm -hmm. for a few women so again go back to episode eight and listen to the full prediction that I had but yeah I predicted that he was going to pick Hannah Ann and here's why and he did pick Hannah Ann so I think I get a point I think you do too (laughs) but thank you yeah I think (laughs) Um, so too I here's why I thought it was Hannah Ann just to like if you're listening like well why did you think that okay so Peter is so predictable um Uh, In my mind, Peter was not going to have an arc. So like in like a literary narrative sense, 
characters often have arcs where like they change. Mm -hmm. And so if you think of like little women like Joe and Amy, like they change as characters throughout the story of their Mm -hmm. lives in that book and the film. Um, So like Hannah Brown had a huge arc last season, right? Like totally changed from that first night to the last night, the live, her first live when she's standing up there laughing weird trying to meet these five guys or whatever it was so awkward to the very last after the final rose it was night and day she was a different person totally you're so right Chelsea Mm -hmm. and like that's what I mean I thought I was like Peter is so he's such a people pleaser that like he will not change now there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with peanut people pleaser in fact it shows you really care about others but I think I just in my gut was like, this guy is not going to change. It's Mm going to be like a miracle if he changes. And so predicting like human nature, he's going to go with like the obvious choice and the obvious choice is Hannah Ann. So, okay. That being said, my predictions were right slash kind of wrong because he did break up with her. So (laughs) spoiler alert, he dumped his fiance at before the after the final rose. So anyway, those my predictions decently right I guess I should get like two out of three points there I don't know yeah I think so too mine was way 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 off and I actually did a fantasy I actually did a fantasy bracket um so at the very beginning I thought Kelly was going all the way I thought she was like the one that he was going to pick at the end um, I thought well, his healthy. parents weren't going to like present. her that much, but I know. And that's she what, was there. And when, <laughs> and they made it seem like you're going to hear from Kelly tonight, but like she was just sitting in the audience. Um, no, I, when I saw her, I was like, oh yeah, I thought she was going to win. <laughs> it was just a I sad reminder that. <laughs> that I was way off. Um, no, but then I think during the I episode eight, I think I made predictions that, um, that Madison was going to win. Um, and I thought it was going to be so much smoother than this. Like, I did not know that her, that his parents were not going to like her because I thought, oh, his parents already know her from that first date where they did their vow mm-hmm. renewal and the party right. dancing after. And she was like dancing with Barb. I mean, they seemed like so buddy, buddy. she caught the bouquet. Yes. I was like, Barb loves Madison. Like, I just thought for sure that's the way it was going to go down. It did not at all. So I was also right slash wrong. <laughs> Although I think yeah. we had a conversation it- where we were like, I don't see them sitting on a couch together at the end being like, we're happily together. Um, I think I also right. thought it was we did weird. Talk about that. Like, but I didn't, I didn't think Hannah Ann was really going to get proposed to. So I, I think we were all just... A little off. I think they both did. of us are right here. Like yeah. you were right. He was going to end up with Madison. But you you and I both said that. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I do remember you predicting that like I think he's going to choose Madison. But you did agree with me that like, okay, I can't for sure see them like happily cuddling on the couch right. at the, after the final rose. Right. And it's really sad that we didn't see that. Right. Like it's almost this like ambiguous are they going to date? Are they not? Mm-hmm. He didn't even like hold her hand or put his arm around her. Yeah, I was the, like, hello. The body language was strange. Uh, I have Very. some thoughts, but we can get to that once we get to the second episode. But yeah, our, our predictions uh, were a little totally. all over the place, but I think we still would have gotten points. And I think I still did get points <laughs> maybe from my fantasy league. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So anyone who's listening, Please freaking write in uh, to the On the Wings of Love podcast. And I'm saying freaking with emphasis because (laughs) I want your feedback. Um, 
no, for real, I would love to know if anyone was like correct about their predictions for the season because man, was that like not a normal season. It just didn't feel like something you could have predicted. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I would love your feedback, uh, listeners. So please, please write in, tell us like what you predicted. If you were with Chelsea and you thought it was me, Madison, if you were with me, you thought it'd be Hannah Ann and I don't know, something crazy. Um, uh, so wait, I, I do want to note though, before we get into the two episodes, um, I think some people are like super shocked and watching this and bachelor nation. And honestly, I watched the, the finale with some of my best friends and of course they were we've been watching it for years like mm-hmm. like a decade a lot of us and um well me longer than that like two decades but um even they were a little shocked and I was like hey guys no some of this stuff has happened before so I just want to note a few things so you guys probably all remember Ari and Becca and how like he broke up with Becca before the after the final rose and then it went on to date Lauren his runner-up so you might go in your head, okay, this whole breaking up with your fiance and going for your runner up has only happened that time. Well, it's actually happened a few times. So let oh, me yeah? bring you back. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell it's me, crazy. Tell me. So I'm so curious. Have... How many times? How yeah. many times has it happened? All right. So I have a few little things to share. So Bachelor dating the runner up. Okay. So season nine. So let's just pause right there. Bachelor started in 2002. We weren't even on a season nine until 2006. Okay. So like four years later. Hmm. And by season nine, you have Lorenzo Borghese. He's the Italian prince bachelor. Um, He dates his final winner. Right. But then broke up with her very soon after and ended up dating his runner up Sadie. Hmm. So I would say that's the first sighting of like, that's the first time ever a bachelor dated his runner up ever. Okay. Hmm. 2006 Lorenzo Borghese. And did this he happen his like on air or did it happen just like after the show ended? So after the show ended. Gotcha. So yeah, that okay. wasn't on air, but I'm letting you guys know up until then, all yeah. the bachelors and bachelorettes dated their winner. Yeah. It was just like this assumed thing. Like, yeah, I, I picked them. And a lot of them, by the way, did not get engaged this early on. Like mm-hmm. so many of them ended up together. They didn't propose. Um, so it was more of just like a pairing of a deep relationship. Yeah. And anyway, he broke up with the girl, dated his runner up. And that was public, like in People Magazine and, you know, the media outlets. Oh, he's dating his runner up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So fast forward a few years. Then you have Jason Mesnick, which, by the way, again, his season's on Netflix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was it. the 13th Bachelor. And he dated. So he kind of, he's the originator of like truly pulling this card. And he broke up with his winner and you know fiance melissa Mm -hmm. on the after the final rose so he broke up with her on live television after the final rose and i know they did this live because hello chris harrison wanted to record this live that's bachelor gold it's like great material so that happened season 13 did not happen again until season 22 with ari let me pause this never happened on the bachelorette never still hasn't happened on the bachelorette So I just want to note that this has never happened with the woman, female power, but women have not been wishy-washy about this shit. Just Mm -hmm. the guys. So Lorenzo season nine dated his runner up. Jason season 13 dated his runner up and married her. They've been married for a decade now and have a child together. And season two, Ari broke up with his fiance, married his runner up, Lauren, and Mm -hmm. they have a child together. 
So this has a precedence three times over. Peter is the fourth bachelor to date his runner up and that being Madison. Hmm. Mic drop. Okay. So anyway, that being said, um, I also wanted to note, have we seen an after the final rose breakup before? Cause this was like mm. a technical, like a breakup before the, after the final rose. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So it happens like, so, like the cameras were in like some weird Airbnb, like back in Los Angeles. Right. Um, after right. everything had wrapped, you could kind of tell. Yeah. Totally. So how many so times I has think this happened? Ob- yeah. So really the only time this has happened, I think the producers just want something new happening, was truly this only similar thing was Ari and Becca. Right. Mm-hmm. And that whole mm-hmm. thing gave me very Ari Becca vibes. Mm-hmm. However, there have been some like intense breakups where like you've seen the runner up, essentially Hannah Ann is the runner up now get pissed at the guy mm-hmm. Claire got super pissed at Juan Pablo when he broke up with her oh yeah um and then two just uh, emotional breakups with their like final one or two guys mm-hmm. uh, just to know and by the way guys I've done my research obviously I've watched every single season and I recall these things but genuinely like some of these breakups that you look on these lists aren't super they really weren't that crazy emotional in the moment Mm-hmm. But two, I just want to remember and remind you guys of are uh, Rachel Lindsay and Peter. Mm. If you remember, like she was super into Peter. It was heartbreaking. But he, it was but I so loved sad. I mean, I loved Peter. everyone loved Peter. Yeah. I mean, just like now everyone loves Hannah Ann. Like he was like, I want to be your boyfriend. I'm not ready to propose to you. Mm-hmm. And the way they edited the whole thing, too, it looked like their connection was like far superior to her connection with um her now husband mm-hmm. um so that being said rachel and peter's breakup was awful they were like bawling both of them it was like mm-hmm. very emotional mm-hmm. and another one this was another great breakup desiree and brooks so both of those breakups by the way happened fantasy suite week and des and brooks broke up and because he wanted to leave so i would say the brooks breakup to me reminds me a lot of madison and mm-hmm. peter's breakup mm-hmm because Madison took her out of the, her herself out, just like Brooks took himself out. And Dez was at a point where she was like, I don't, I don't know if I can go on. Like she was close to quitting. Mm-hmm. And thankfully she didn't. She ended up choosing Chris and she's now married to him. Mm-hmm. But like literally anyone who's watching the show saw how intensely she was into Brooks, like totally thought he was her number one. And mm-hmm. she thought he was her, her number one. So I'm bringing that up to say like, Desiree decided to make like kind of the head heart choice of going with Chris, even Mm -hmm. though Brooks, she really was into Brooks and loved him. And I think Peter tried to make that decision by like going for Hannah Ann Mm -hmm. instead of Madison who left him, but he didn't. So it's just crazy. Like, right. When you think of it, like this has been done before where like the, your number one, the, the person, the lead number one leaves the show. And then what do you do? Yeah. It's a tricky one. And very yeah. obviously, everyone thought it could have happened in a much better, healthier, more open way. But we'll get to that. Yeah. So I, anyway, does any of that blow your mind? Do you remember any of those seasons? Yes. Like well, I, I watched I watched um, Jason Mesnick. And I, I guess it also reminds me a little bit of Jed. Um, because that was like after everything had wrapped and after they had spent some time apart from each other. 
um then she broke up with him i guess right like in yeah. some airbnb yeah. um right but yeah i very i very clearly remember ari i very clearly remember jason mesnick because i that's one of the ones i paid for when i was um when my, my husband was deployed and i was knitting a lot while he was gone <laughs> Right. And I rented, I, I, no, I didn't rent. I bought, um, Jason Mesnick and Juan Pablo's season and watched them both. <laughs> wow. Well, now you're prepared. You've and now, yeah, the Claire, Claire the Claire breakup. That was, oh, Epic. I, I'm, I'm glad. Great yeah, yeah. We can talk about that too. At yeah. The very end, but yeah, yeah, totally. And speaking of Hannah and Jed, so the only breakups that have happened, um, like breakups before or after the final rose, like the, of bachelor bachelorette people, right? Like true. So Peter are and Ari obviously broke up before the final rose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unprecedented. Jason broke up. Jason broke up with his winner, Melissa on the, after the final rose, mm-hmm. Jen chef, a former bachelorette season three also broke up with her person on the after the final rose she was the first woman to do that and then if you recall hannah officially broke up with jed on the airing of the whole after the final rose Mm -hmm. so yeah that's only happened three times you know so it's it's the true breakups happening on the after the final rose that's only Mm -hmm. happened a small handful of times yeah i bet the producers um, love that though because they get to record every minute of it all the awkward like uncomfortable like and it's, I mean, it, it is probably really empowering, though, to watch it back and be like, I got to say, like, for Claire and Hannah Ann, like, I bet that was so empowering for them to watch back and be like, I got to say everything I needed to say to this person. Like, yes. Like, I guess not everyone would probably feel that way about how it went down, but it that's at least one positive side of looking at it. Like, it sucks to have your breakup, like, under a microscope and like for national television but totally but, but that being said was like, oh, was a look normal at me, way. like saying all the things i needed to say and like getting all of that off of my chest and totally but i want to clarify claire's breakup was a normal breakup it was claire's breakup on juan pablo season was a normal she was final too she was final yeah he so, didn't propose to her but he no. didn't end up with the other girl either right no he did he did for he stayed together with Nikki for a while and they eventually broke up. Oh, okay. um, gotcha. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to note that like these breakups on the after the final rose have only happened for two bachelorettes, Jen and Hannah. Yeah. And now I guess three bachelors, Jason, Ari and Peter. Yeah. So. That's a very small percentage. Anyway. Yeah. And then only one other bachelor has dated his runner up. So that's four bachelors. Anyway, it's crazy numbers. Ah, uh, <laughs> That's why this Let's was the most episode. dramatic season ever. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is BS, Chris Harrison. <laughs> it's not. Come on. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So let's get to the night one Monday night. So, All right, let's yeah. Do it. Um, so let's see. First. Peter introduced his family to Hannah Ann. I was like pleasantly surprised with how that all went down. Um, you know, I think seeing Hannah Ann actually show emotion and like cry. These were one of the first moments where I was like, oh, I think she like actually loves him. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, like you can't fake that. You can't fake 
in front of a family like well first of all why would you fake that Mm -hmm. but it's even it's one thing to like feign your interest to another person that's like slightly but to do it to other people and tell them how much you like their son like you wouldn't do that so um this was one of the first moments i was like oh i think she genuinely loves peter and like wow i hope he picks her because she is emotional yeah (laughs) i don't know how did you feel about their date or not the date you know yeah i felt like um I felt like they were pretty open from the very beginning. Um, and Barbara, remember the they had teased the clip of Barb saying to Hannah Ann, like, I don't want you to change him and I don't want him to change you. And I remember thinking, like, Hannah Ann is not there to try to change Peter. Like, that has never been her thing. So then I was, totally. like, trying to wonder, like, why they put that in there. And as I kept mm. watching, and obviously by the time we got to Madison's date it seemed like they the producers really kept that in there so that you could see both sides of it and like when you look at it looking back because as it was unfolding I was kind of like this is like fine but then after you saw Madison's date you were like oh yeah Hannah Ann killed it <laughs> like I really didn't oh, yeah. realize like how well she did in those moments at, then like at in retrospect really like because it seemed like most of what she was saying was kind of like bland like yeah I really love him yeah he's really great and yeah I just like want to be there for him and I always never want to like I just want to stand up for him and you know it was just like the normal like stuff that I've heard her say and that I feel like anyone would say in that position or not anyone obviously Madison wouldn't but yes and I'm glad you said that yes in both set situations every season mm-hmm. how her her interaction with the parents is how most of the two women's yes. interactions will go yeah that is like so common that like yeah. parents like both girls both girls like perform well so to mm-hmm. speak mm-hmm. yeah I know what you're trying to say so I was like it it didn't seem like nothing about this date or nothing about these conversations seemed like noteworthy until I looked back and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, that was like night and day. It definitely went really well for Hannah Ann. <laughs> At the time, yeah. it felt very bland. But um, but yeah, she did seem, and she's, I think since the fantasy suite date um, or episode, I f- have felt her being, and you, you mentioned that Pete is like pretty people pleasing. I think Hannah Ann is too. Like, I think they have that in common where they just like they're just easygoing they just like get along with people they want to make someone happy they want to tell them what they want to hear um and that's kind of how Mm -hmm. I felt about Hannah Ann and like I think that was like honestly a really great quality for her thankfully I think she like shook it up a little bit and started speaking her mind um which is when she needed when she needed to (laughs) when she needed to later on but like As I was watching it, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, she's like telling him all the things that like he needs to hear. And even you would leading up to the leading up to the fantasy suite, she was just like focusing on like her, her relationship with Peter. And she's like, do what you got to do. But I'm here for you. And like, I was like, "Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Honestly, she like editing. It's not even editing. It's like who she is and how she handled this process was so I think she did a great job. I think yeah. she was seemed very level headed. Mm-hmm. I can definitely tell she is a strong woman, mm-hmm. like emotionally. Mm-hmm. Te- I think she definitely has um, 
um, EQ, like emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. I think she seems to be, have some sort of inner strength. Um, you know, because obviously the process of the bachelor is difficult and mm-hmm. she has a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. So I think that helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're totally right. So she seemed totally confident, normal with the family. Madison date, however, oh my gosh, I wanted to pull my hair out when they were sitting on the bench outside of the house and like, Madison was like still upset. And part of me thought, girlfriend, you did not have to accept his rose. Like Hmm. almost, Mm -hmm. you know, like decide for yourself how you want to handle this. Like, hey, you disrespected me by having sex. That hurt my feelings. Like stay on your ground and be like, you know what? I don't want to be in a relationship with you. Or like, Peter, that hurt me so much. I really care about you. Like, is it possible for you to never, you know what I mean? I don't know. I almost think she doesn't even know how to formulate her sentences in these thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's why she like speaks slowly Mm -hmm. and not much gets accomplished. And like, it's like, it takes hours for them to get much accomplished. Right. So fast forward to the, after the final rose, when Barb noted that this was like three hours of them chatting outside, Mm -hmm. I guess Mm -hmm. one, this production error Two, this is Peter and Madison error. So mm-hmm. multiple things could have happened here to like combat that. Either production mm-hmm. could have gone into the house and said, we're so sorry. It looks like Peter and Madison are delayed. They're going to be another hour. So it might be a little bit of time. Like sit back, relax. Like we will give you like a five minute warning when they're ready to come in. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. maybe production did that. Or maybe production was like, let's piss them off and see what their actual reaction is. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, totally. I wouldn't be surprised. And then same with like the Peter and Madison stuff. Like maybe it wasn't on Peter's mind. It's by the time they had this like emotional conversation. I just feel like Peter was trying to please Madison. Mm-hmm. And it, some, I mean, honestly, they both should have been self-aware enough to like come into the situation. Like, right. hey, we're sorry. We're just arriving now. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like they should have thought like, oh, we knew we were here and like Madison can't think like, hey, you're going to get to talk to Peter before you go into the house. So like now's mm-hmm. your chance. Talk mm-hmm. to him for an hour. Yeah. Like, let's be realistic. That That's not the time to yeah. do that. Yeah. It's the time to like fake it and be like, good to see you. Yes, I'm upset about this, but like, let's discuss that on our next date. Right, right. It's like it's, it's honestly in some ways it's like the intelligence to know like a time and a place thing. Right. But I don't know. Yeah, like, it didn't seem, it seemed a little, like, oh, more, like, more (laughs) non-communication happening, because, like, I've been, I think everyone, most of the comments I've heard, and from my friends, it's been, like, oh, she should have been communicating with him better and more from the beginning, Um, and it just felt like another example of that, but then also I was just thinking in timeline of, as far as, like, production, and I'm, like, hours mean like nothing when it comes to production and like if you remember peter sitting outside of victoria f's house like they had a whole conversation he never even met her parents it's it was just like it it just seemed like um like just a normal like standard thing and i and i almost wonder if that's how madison and peter were looking at it too whereas very clearly his parents and his brother were looking at it like disrespect um and for me i was kind of like oh that's just like the nature of this like rec- like process of 
having, okay, now you guys are going to have a conversation about this. Okay, now you're going to, oh, delayed. Oh, now it's five in the morning and we're still at, you know, you know what I mean? They're like drinking champagne at five in the morning at the, on the first night. Cause it's just like hour, things just take hours, you know, and we're seeing like, we're seeing a scene that took three hours is only like three minutes. Um, so it doesn't read to us, but even so I'm like, if you're a part of that like production environment, you know, it's hurry up and wait, you know, you're sitting around and it could be one reason or another. And that's why I think you might be right as far as saying like it's possible production came in and said uh Madison doesn't really want to meet you she's having a hard time they're outside talking now it's been they've been talking for like an hour we'll let you know when they're done and it another two hours goes by and then finally they come in right like it is possible that they that they it was like the blame was put on um Madison whereas it's well, I don't know if they would as have I was watching it it seemed her, like they might have said yeah, maybe not blame, but they might have just, I don't know. Because as I was watching it, it didn't seem that different from any other scene that might take a few hours. Um, yeah, you're so right. So, I know what you're saying. They might, have, they might have spun it in a way that the family, like, oh, sorry, Madison right. and Peter are having a conversation. They right. need to do this. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's that. And I also do, I would say like, like so comparing their two times with the parents and then the feedback the parents had about the two women. Like I actually loved this as far as like, like, I feel like these episodes are so cookie cutter. Like Mm -hmm. by the time you get to the final two people, you're Mm -hmm. like the parents are like, well, this person's great. No, this person's great. And they always like one person a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but with Peter's family, no, no, no. They only like one person. Like it was (laughs) Hannah Ann or bust. Basically. Yeah. Which honestly, in a weird way, I kind of, this sounds awful. Like I think the disrespect Barb gave to Madison at the after the final rose oh. was not kind, horrible. Mm-mm. So I do not stand up for that at all. Mm-mm. But I do appreciate their um, standing up for like in the moment at in when they were in Australia. I totally appreciate that they stood behind. A hundred percent were Hannah Ann. We are not for Madison. Right. And I only say that because I think it, it often confuses. Um, I think a lot of families kind of like say them like, oh, well, we trust your judgment. Like, leave it up to you. And like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of families out there that, you know, people are listening to this. They're like, well, that's how my parents are. And thank God, you know, mm-hmm. that I got to pick that for my spouse. But I will also say, like, I think there's wisdom in listening to people who know you and listening to wise counsel. Mm-hmm. And often they see things that you're not seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, for example, I can remember, and I, I, you probably are like, whatever, merely your personal experience, but no, my personal valid. experience is like, yeah, like I can, I can think of some people I date or people are like, yes. Specifically, my husband, I got a resounding yes from everyone in my life. So mm-hmm. thankfully, you know, everyone loves my husband. But, but before my husband, especially when I was younger, I would get, you know, oh, yeah, really? That guy? Like, or they'd meet the the man I was dating and it wasn't a resounding yes, whether it was from mm-hmm. my sister or my parents mm-hmm. or my best friends who know me like the back of my hand, like you know, and that would always cause concern for me. Like, mm-hmm. wait, my best friend who I talk to about all these things is not a hundred percent on. Mm-hmm. 
okay, that's that's worrisome, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I think there's validity to this. And so I do appreciate that, you know, Barb and Jack and whatever Peter's father's name is. I think it's Peter. I appreciate <laughs> Is it? Oh, you're right. It's Peter. Peter Peter Senior. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, I just appreciate they were like so forthright about their feelings of like Hannah Ann loves you. This is real. She has feelings for you, and you have feelings for her. Like we see this as a great match. And like I think they, like you said, Chelsea, they could read. She's similar to you. She's going to be nice and amicable, and her lifestyle gets along with yours. Mm -hmm. And they obviously probably assumed they had sex too, right? Yeah. Because, like, they know he's a sexual being and they know that yeah. Madison's against it. So then yeah. to then meet Madison and they're like, okay, this is the girl who, like, tried to control her son's sexual behavior. Mm-hmm. So there's already, like, a knock against Madison in that book mm-hmm. in their mind. Mm-hmm. But then, like, she's also the same girl who, like, doesn't walk in and is like, oh, my gosh, so good to meet you. I, like, love your son. Mm-hmm. No. In fact, she didn't say any of that. It was, like, Peter telling them about the relationship. Mm-hmm. And Peter, like saying how much he loved Madison and Madison being like, yeah, I don't know if I could be married to him. Yeah. So yeah, like I can get where they've come to their conclusions. And I think like we as viewers have to like, remember that like mm-hmm. this is someone's real life. So I don't know. What were your thoughts? Yeah, it was, again, it was like kind of, as it was unfolding, I was just like reacting. And then it wasn't until I went like looked back on it that I was like oh wow those were so different such a different and it really helped with the editing and the way they like Barb was asked like telling Madison the exact same thing like you we don't want you to change him he shouldn't have to change you but your lifestyles are so different how will it work um yeah and like it just yeah it was so night and day and I appreciated that Madison was pretty honest and like I think if I was sitting there on the couch and hearing her respond, I think I would be very like, oh, that's that makes sense. That's a very normal thing. Um, But it's not a normal situation. So I think that's why Barb and Pete and Jack were so um, like responded so negatively to Madison because... I think they're like, don't you know what you signed up for? <laughs> I think they're like, this is the bachelor girl. This is not like the real world. Like, you know, he's totally. dating more than one person. And I think in right. their mind, they, and I also think that this family is so, they're so bought in. They're so on board with like the message of the bachelor, with yes. the process of the bachelor. They've been watching for they, a decade. Oh yeah. I think that they are just like, this is the, best way that our son could possibly find his like future wife his his partner forever which most parents are not down with that they're like they're skeptical themselves so I I think the fact Mm -hmm. that Madison was skeptical that like this could work or that it's like this isn't normal I think that they were like duh it's not normal we don't want it to be normal and if you think you need normal then you are in the wrong place lady um (laughs) so I think that I think it took a while like at first I was just like they are being so mean to her and then I started to realize like no I think she's just like way too normal and wants this to be like a regular like dating or courtship process and it's just not you're right that is it's so opposite I love that you brought that up it's so opposite of how the bachelor at this point normally is Mm -hmm. normally you're totally right the family is skeptical Mm -hmm. but 
unless do you forget, Peter's been watching The Bachelor since um what's his name? Uh on the Wings of Love originator himself. Uh uh not Pilot Pete. Jake Jake Pavelka. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they've been watching for since two thousand nine. So mm-hmm. I mean, if not earlier. So I, I you're right. His mom's totally on board. They're also hopeless romantics. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know, side note, his brother Jack, who's twenty five, has a serious girlfriend. So like he mm-hmm. is swooped up, mm-hmm. very in love with his girlfriend. Like, I get it. They're like, Great, you're the missing puzzle piece in our little like family of eight like we need our you know our another daughter-in-law yeah. to like join the family oh, yeah and <laughs> so i mean it's very intense yeah um, they're like this person will be our daughter this person will be your soul mate like you yeah. need to pick the right person right now and it felt like yeah they're just the process for them is like so they're like this is he it, it it just felt like they were so bought in and that's you know why they were having such strong reactions i agree and i think a lot of people have reacted like by people i mean the people listening to this podcast bachelor nation mm-hmm. i think everyone's acting really aversely to peter's family and their strong opinions I do want to remind you guys, though, like they believe in love. They are the hopeless romantics. And I think this is coming. It sounds warped, but it's coming from a place of love, of wanting their son to have like one of the love stories. Like they want it to go down in history that like Peter married his winner. Yeah. Like they do. You know, I think that's what some of this is, too. I I've heard some people say like, oh, Barb wants to be on TV and Barb for, you know, like social media, uh, like she's so into it. And I Mm -hmm. think that's possible. But I think at the root of it, it's they're so romantic that that, like my just hopeful, like not maybe I'm naive in believing this, but I am such a hopeless romantic at heart. And I watch this show because at the heart of it, I want to see a great love story. And I think Peter and Barb senior want to see a great love story. And so that's why for them, they're like, pick the person who you're going to have the great love story with who this is the real thing. And I just want to know, dude, there's no greater thing than walking into a family. The second you get engaged and they're like, you're our daughter-in-law, like Mm -hmm. already embracing with open arms. Yeah. They like, they wanted that moment. She, you could tell Barb was like, yes. I need this moment. And you, you know, after Madison left and Pete's sitting there with his parents on the couch, um, it, it was interesting because I, I could sense that she was like busting at the seams. And it's, uh, how oh did you God. feel about the fact that she like, with the religion slash like spirituality conversation she had with Madison. Then she turns around and talks about like how she talked to God and God told her that um, like he was going to bring the person for Peter to the forefront. And like, it would just, it was very confusing because like as soon as Madison left, then she started talking a lot about God um, yes. but in regards so to like God telling her that Hannah Ann was the one, <laughs> I don't know. It's so yes. weird. No, no, no. You know what she said? She's like, I prayed that Madison would have clarity about this. Mm. That was one of the things she said. She's yeah. like, I really pray that Madison that has clarity. 
Yeah. So I find it hilarious. Like I want her to like rewind and watch herself. Like, like, Hey, guess what? You prayed that Madison would have clarity Mm. and she left. And then once went by and like clarity was given, like apparently God put peer on her heart that that she wanted to be with him. So like, if that's what you were praying for, like Mm -hmm. it came to fruition and now they want to be together. That is true. That is true. Well, in the moment she was kind of using it and obviously her emotional state as well to like manipulate him a little bit or at least persuade him and you know the the family in general was like so it was so different from your average um average like last episode family encounter they're not average oh no not (laughs) at all but I remember sitting there and I think I even said like wow she is really manipulating him right there with all the tears and the crying and go get her this is love stories are made of and he was just yes. like, mom, you have got to stop. And I was like, that is just how I would react to. I mean, like, I would just be like, mom, please get a grip. Like, this is my decision. Like, please, you can't be doing this. You were you were just going off. Like, you can't be crying. And she's like, and as, as soon as he called her out, she was, she just started to, like, realize. Like, sobered like, up. She was like, well, my, but I'm like emotional. I'm just crying. And he's like, no, you're not just crying. <laughs> you know Get what? I love your mother. So I love your mother so much, but mm-hmm. you know, she's a dramatic person. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was actually thinking of you. I was like, <laughs> I could totally see Chelsea doing with this, her, with her mom, with anything like mom, stop being dramatic. And yeah. it's just that your mom is like <laughs> fun and over the top and dramatic. Mm-hmm. And like, she's so dynamic. Like yeah. as a person, she's like, oh, yeah. pulls you in mm-hmm. as does Barb, right? Like, oh yeah. Lest she's a magnet. How, yeah. So outgoing. Yeah, like everyone's up. Oh, by the way, I think Barb is in real estate too. Oh, well, yep. Good, good. They have a lot in common. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Barb is like, yeah, I I think we're all like looking at the negatives of Barb. I'm like, no, no, no. This is what draws you into Barb. Mm -hmm. And she's so over the top and so dramatic. But like the level head person like you and Peter, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, chill the F out. Like, (laughs) calm down, (laughs) you know. I don't know. I do appreciate that he like said that, you know, I think all of America was like, Peter, grow some balls here, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, I get it. I almost think I just, and this is like a greater comment, but like, I think Peter probably needs to like leave the family a bit, like leave and cleave to a wife or Mm -hmm. leave and cleave to Madison. Mm -hmm. Um, as they say in the Bible, you do when you get married, you leave and leave your family and cleave to your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he needs some of that because he freaking lives like, yes, I know he travels and he's a pilot. But like when he's not doing that, he's living with his parents. So mm-hmm. naturally he's spending his downtime with them and they're really close. And mm-hmm. like, that's a beautiful thing, but it probably would be good for him to like, I don't know, differentiate yeah. his adult life from them. And I think that that's a good point that they probably feel a little bit threatened. Like, and I know this can happen too when, when, you know, even with like friends of mine, I felt this way sometimes where you're like so happy on a wedding day for your friend, but you're also like a little something is going to die because like they have a new family now. They have a new best friend now or like whatever it is, you know, and you're like, oh, this is going to be like an adjustment. Like everything's going to shift a little. And I bet Barbara and Peter are feeling that way. They're like, 
oh my gosh, like our son is going to leave. And like, who is the person that will like shake his life up the least where we will still have our regular like Cuban dinner nights and drinking and holding hands and doing our German chants and whatever. You know what I mean? I bet they're like, how can we hold on to this as like, what's going to give us like the most like even transition, the least change. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're so right. Yeah. I, and also I'm sure they gathered like, Oh, Hannah Ann's a model. She'd move out to LA. Like Mm -hmm. she would do that. Yeah. What she is doing yeah. or already has done. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if she already did or if she just is in the process. But um, yeah, I don't know. You're totally right. So from their point of view, they're like, how do I get the least change possible? That being said, I do think they're I, I feel like all we're doing this episode is now arguing their point, which is kind of yeah. funny. But like, well, I, I do get their point that like looking look, at all perspectives. Yeah. Do, yeah, to do a relationship, you need both people compromising, right? Mm-hmm. Like if just the husband, if like Peter is like, okay, fine, Madison, I'll move to Alabama, I'll change this, I'll change that, mm-hmm. then like, you know, he loses a bit of himself. So mm-hmm. I do get, and I was talking to a friend's husband the other night, and we are just talking about like visiting in-laws, and he was like, oh, I for sure see my wife's in-laws way more than I see my own parents, mm-hmm. and several other friends friends said that resounding like oh yeah like my husband sees my parents more than his parents and mm-hmm. I don't know like why that I guess it's it's really common in a lot of relationships oh, and maybe yeah. it's the woman's more dominant or women with babies like once the help of her own parents I'm not mm-hmm. sure but like this is a pretty common thing so yeah. like maybe this is all part of it of like like you said, Peter would be like leaving his parents mm-hmm. and with Madison, it's like far more of a change of mm-hmm. like lifestyle and perhaps where he lives. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know if it's going to happen, yeah. but I'm just saying if it happens, mm-hmm. it's a massive change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Versus Hannon's not a massive change. Totally. So. And they left the date. Uh, like it seemed like Madison was like now second guessing everything after meeting his parents again like after sitting down and having those conversations I think she was like yeah like the glass shattered a little and she was like oh wait we are so different <laughs> like I didn't think it was gonna be a right. problem but maybe it will be mm. totally I mean I will say like so then obviously she goes out with Peter on the next date mm-hmm. and it was, I mean, the what? Like, it was kind of cool. Yeah, they were in a helicopter and they saw this really cool rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was going to, didn't called. he say it was like some spiritual like place where they went? I thought they were going to do yes, some sort of like prayer walk or something. And like, they just sat on a blanket. I, yeah, I just thought there was, was going to be some activity lame. to it. <laughs> but that was going to be like bonding for them or something. But it wasn't. It was just like, okay, now we're going to sit here and drink apple cider does she not drink so you know what i think yeah you know what actually someone noted on a podcast she drank red wine at one of the dates so mm-hmm. i know she must drink or at mm-hmm. least she had it in front of her at one time mm-hmm. yeah that's a great point i don't know if she really maybe she doesn't drink a lot in her real life yeah mm-hmm. um but going back to the date here's what i think moral of the story so God, I feel like I'm going all over the place. But like, I do think that the producers were making a really big point to Madison and Peter, like Mm -hmm. figure your shit out. 
Like yeah. you guys need to sit down and have real conversations and figure out if you're right for each other. Because mm-hmm. I think producers could see the writing on the wall of like Madison being like, okay, now I'm going to tell you I'm not a like they, they were like, hey, Madison, before the um, the overnights, go tell him you're a virgin. She doesn't tell him she's a virgin. Mm-hmm. She like sprinkles some truth. Mm-hmm. Then the overnight dates happen. She's the last one. She sprinkles all the truth and is pissed at him for doing what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Then he picks her and she's like, I don't even know if I want to show up. You know, it's just like there's so much back and forth with her yeah. throughout like, the last several episodes mm-hmm. that I think producers were like, okay, we really don't see a love story coming out of these two. Like, let's try to, you know, force Push it. the, or like force the environment so they can come to the conclusion themselves mm-hmm. rather than just like, like you said, like having an activity would kind of put off the seriousness of like what's the truth is, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So That's I think true. they were like forcing the conversations. And mm-hmm. so in forcing the conversation, Madison reveals how she feels. They're different. I mean, she basically said what Barb said um, mm-hmm. and broke up with him. And like, honestly, their breakup wasn't that sad. Like it brings me back to, again, this has happened before on fantasy suite weeks mm-hmm. or yeah, this is even after fantasy suite. It's final two. This happened with Peter and this happened with Brooks this late in the game. Mm-hmm. And those were like distress, like bawling breakups. Like both parties were crying profusely. Mm-hmm. Madison and Peter, neither of them were really crying very much. Neither yeah. of them seemed like heartbroken. They were just like, oh, this really sucks. And like they left each other. Mm-hmm. So true, maybe they hold their emotion differently. But, but like, I don't know. It just seemed weird it was just I don't know I didn't really think it was like that heart-wrenching like watching them break up yeah so I was like great good riddance Madison it's like as much as I love Madison as a person I think she's great Mm -hmm. I was thinking as far as for Peter I was like yeah good riddance like you don't belong with him thank you for figuring that out go back home and like let him figure out his shit with Hannah Ann and himself and whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah, that was my take on that. And then that being said, then he has the date with Hannah Ann. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. Oh they were like, God. yeah, let's let's Love bind them babies. together. Yes, hello. That <laughs> makes one think of pro- hello when you're on baby kangaroos. You're like, what else is a baby? Oh, oh, a child that we might have together one day. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> like, producers were being smart. I'm like, let's bind them together in this really mm-hmm. sweet moment and mm-hmm. let it be like, bonding and they're like parents together for these baby kangaroos and it's very cute it's a happy memory Mm -hmm. right it was Mm -hmm. so cute and they had conversation i guess later but i don't remember it being mind-blowing no it really wasn't super mind-blowing i just that night like i i mean she wore like the sexiest dress ever oh yeah (laughs) that night Mm-hmm. you know um if, you know for their dinner date i guess mm-hmm. you'd call it in her hotel room mm-hmm. um yeah i mean I, who knows what they cut we didn't see them making out that right. night no. which i was surprised by yeah but she just said to him like i don't i want the only thing that i remember she's like i just feel like i keep giving and giving and giving and i don't feel like you're all there yeah she's just and wants something i appreciated return. that yeah, I mean, it is fair. He's like, he's like, at that point, Madison's gone, right? If Yes, if he totally could have shared if that, that. If that's the sequence of events, if they showed them in order, then Madison had already gone. 
So was he just hoping that Madison would come back? Is that why he didn't tell her? Or if, is that why he wasn't like, okay, now I can give I her affirmation? Like where I couldn't before, now I can. I don't know. He, it just seemed like he just, I wouldn't he, be was, surprised. he was not sure if he was even there for it. So I think that was his, he, he didn't, maybe he didn't know if he was going to stay now that Madison was gone. Uh, but then his mom is probably in the back of his head crying, saying, bring her home to us. This is what love stories are made of. So, I mean, I'm sure he's like, I don't want to throw away something that is a sure thing. <laughs> I don't know. I totally. bet he just had so many things going through his mind. But yeah, I think that she's totally valid in being like, um, I've been here. So can you just like give me just a little something? Just a little Right, bit. like throw me a bone. Like let yes. me know like hey like I know tomorrow is going to be a rough day but like I'm just going to listen to my heart or like Hannah I love you like just know that like just something reassuring On the Wings of Love is hosted by me Marilee Green produced by Chelsea Dick Smith with music by Purple Planet thanks so much for listening to On the Wings of Love you can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts on the wings of love a bachelor's podcast you can also find us on instagram at on the wings of love podcast please comment rate and subscribe we would love to have your reviews and i'll see you guys next time